1: Welcome to Cavs, of podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I am here with our prodigal son, Mr. David Wood. Um, I think, David, you are the last kind of staff member that's actually living in northeast Ohio still. So uh, you are you are our our prodigal Clevelander uh, back on the podcast. Streets, man. Man the streets on the street. going on? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh welcome David. Nice to have you back. Um it's nice I know it's been a minute, but uh David and I still keep in touch. It's just sometimes it's hard to coordinate the old uh the old podcast or the old article, but uh David's still a uh CTBOG, as it were. And of course, uh Cavs are back, we're back, training camp starts Monday, but The big news today, Damian Lillard traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I'll go through the whole details of the trade here, but um, just initial reaction, David, like your knee-jerk reaction to the trade.
2: Oh, the Bucks got way worse. This is good. (laughs) Um, At least for the Cavs.
1: Okay, tell me why.
2: I don't know if people still watch basketball, but I think Drew Holiday (laughs) is definitely better than Damon Lloyd at this point in a team like a team game. Like Dame's a lot more fun to watch, but he's definitely not stopping anyone. And that whole Milwaukee defense is gonna be completely different now. Um, Yeah, it has to be not like you're not gonna be able to Giannis is gonna have to play way different. Um he's gonna have to cover up for Dame, basically, whereas Drew eliminated. So yeah, I mean, it, it'll definitely be a interesting thing to watch because I think that whole team's going to be playing they're used to, and that always affects the offense. Oh, I don't. I think they're going to play so, less defense. I think. Uh, oh, I'm. Go ahead. I'm saying they're going to have to make up for it. That's they're going to have making. to play harder.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who? Who? Of course, I can't remember who the Bucks' new coach is. But um yeah no I I think it's Nick Nurse, the the tra- Oh no, that's right. Oh Nick Nurse is a lunatic too. Um so here's the full trade details. The Bucks get Damian Lillard. Blazers get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, uh 2029 first rounder, two pick swaps, the Suns get Nurkic, uh Grayson Allen. Nasser Little and Keon Johnson, I actually think the biggest winner in this trade is the Suns because I think this Nurkic is so much of a better fit uh, from a locker room standpoint. And honestly, he's kind of a wash with DeAndre Ayton, at least offensively and defensively. Nurkic is not nearly as bad as you'd think. And the Suns aren't beating you on defense. The Suns are going to beat you with offense. And Nurkic sets really good screens, can, uh, can pick and pop, can, uh, you know, good rebounder. I think he's kind of... And Grayson Allen, another really good shooter. Um, Nasser Little, a young guy with a lot of upside still. And then I'm not as up on Keon Johnson. Um, He's still, like, a super young
2: guy, I think, right? I I'm know, sure would... Keon Johnson's a young guy.
1: Yeah, Keon Johnson sure. um, is... Yeah, he's only 21 years old. Um, um, he... he was... Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, that's a really good trade. Like He's not going to play. No, he's not going to play, but he's a guy that the Suns can flip. Like... The Suns are just freaking loaded now. I mean they're starting Nurkic, Durant, um oh, what's his name? Um <laughs> Eric Gordon, um
2: Bradley Beal.
1: And then um they're really good shooting guard who I can't remember off the top of my head. It's I'm super Devin like Devin Booker. Like I am <laughs> yeah, so Booker. I'm so out of like NBA practice. It's been I think it's been like two months since we podcasted and it's just like, I've been waiting till the last possible moment to, uh, to have some, to engage on basketball. So um, I'm, I'm a little rusty, but I don't know. I think this helps the Cavs long-term and a lot of people don't say that, but I think, here, what it does from Milwaukee is Milwaukee probably has a higher ceiling, but they it's a big risk. I mean, Dame Lillard has missed 20% of his games the last three or four seasons, at least. Um, he's the same age as Drew Holiday and was never a good... And they lost depth. You know, they lost two starters. They traded two starters for one. So is Chris Middleton... Has got to be that third scorer for him now. And if you watch
2: the playoffs last year, he was cooked. So I don't know. I, I mean, I think I, the I, issue they're gonna ha- go ahead. The the issue they're gonna have now is you're basically counting on Dame has to outscore if we go against them in the playoffs. He's gonna have to outscore Garland because whatever he wants against him. Yeah, and, and Garland and to Mitchell to account for, and then. Yeah, and then Mobley. So I, I'm not sure. I don't understand really what the Bucks are doing here. I think it's kind of them just getting a name and hoping that it gets Giannis to stay. Um, well, you know so what I mean, it is he's definitely going to be looming for him. I'd imagine
1: it's a dummy Haslam move. Like this is Haslam's. Um, oh, who's this stupid Browns quarterback? That for sure. you know Haslam, Sean Watson. Yeah, he's like. I mean, obviously Dame Lillard isn't Deshaun Watson, but um, you know, this is a a big name. Haslam's got to go out and trade for him. It probably isn't going to work out long term, but you know, you got to roll the dice, and this is the same kind of move. So, I think it's a. I actually think it lessens the chance of Giannis staying there long term, because I think you know the way Drew Holiday he could probably played till like you know 36 37 maybe but Dame I mean it feels like he's going to age in dog years like I mean he's still going to be able to shoot and he's still an amazing offensive player but how are you going to hide him on defense that's what I want to know and and him and Pat Connaughton is kind of a terrible defensive backcourt and You know, their whole thing was playing drop coverage with Lopez. And now, like, Dame Lillard ain't getting over screens to play drop coverage. You know what I mean? I just, I actually
2: think. It'll be fun to watch and see.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, the Cavs kind of Achilles heel is super athletic guards. And Drew Holiday always kind of killed them. And super athletic guards and wings kind of kill the Cavs. And I actually feel like this helps Cleveland. Like they can absolutely go hunt and dame on offense. And they you know, Milwaukee's just not as deep. Um so I'm liking this, although they still have the coaching advantage because Nick nurse is kind of a lunatic, but he's a good coach. So I like the move. I love the move for the Suns and uh for uh for Portland. I think it kind of depends on what they get for Drew Holiday, whether it's a good move. But I'm I'm not sure it was better than what they could have got in a three-way deal with Miami. But I think they didn't want to trade. They're with- pretty pissed at Miami, and so do you. Basically, think that felt Drew like Holiday
2: they getting traded?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I I don't think there's any Ouch. way. I kind of. No, they they don't want a 33 year old. They they're building their team around Anthony Simons and um, Scoot Henderson. So they're gonna, you know, they they're in total rebuild mode. They don't need a 33 year old veteran making 35 million dollars a year. They need to uh, draft picks so and young the...
2: guys. So who are the... the only reason I think they keep Drew is to just have an an adult.
1: No, you can you can go you I mean, can go you get Tristan Thompson there
2: and-
1: Well you can, but you're not gonna pay thirty-five million dollars to have an adult on the team. You can go sign an old guy for a cheap contract and not have to pay him thirty-five million dollars. Like Drew gonna get moved to either like yeah. the Clippers, the Celtics I've heard are interested, the Heat are interested. I'd be very surprised deal with the Heat, because I think that basically, I think part of the reason they traded to the Bucks is they felt like the Heat were tampering and didn't want to do a deal with them. So that seems like a very
2: petty. but...
1: Oh, I... Yeah, but that kind of very much feels like um, a Blazers move. Like, they've always been kind of a weird franchise, uh, because it's Paul Allen's sister that owns the team now, and... By all accounts, she's she's a little bizarre. So, who knows? I well, and then the other big connection is Terry, who is the old coach of Portland before they hired uh, Chauncey Billups. He's uh, he's an assistant on Milwaukee for Nick Nurse. So there, there's a lot of mil, there's a lot of connections to Dame. I actually think it it's a you know it's a good fit for Dame, but from a basketball standpoint. It doesn't make me feel like the the uh, the Bucks are any more of a threat to the Cavs than they were the Cavs, but I don't feel like I don't feel like it's inevitable. I feel like the Cavs have a puncher's chance against them.
2: So, and they're a lot yeah, less you know, deep. It's probably about a wash at this point, And yes, yeah, unless Giannis kind of shows up against well, them. Y- so I mean, Giannis the- will show up, but. The- Sorry, go ahead. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I kind of think Giannis is going to have to show up with, like really, really good. And I mean, it's a good shot. Like his best if he goes against Ding, because that's like, all right, like show you're ready. Like you're here for the big time, you know? Well, and plus you like, can roast.
1: You can hunt him. You can roast him. You can wear Dame like a cape. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, I no, I'm with you. Um, what
2: do you think for the Suns? Do you like the move getting rid of Aiton? I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, I don't think it really matters. Aiden's gonna kind of cave under the pressure. I don't think he can handle that, and I'm not gonna be that great. We just oh, I
1: think crazy. I think they should be fitting themselves for rings right now. I think
2: this. What? <sighs> I think it locked them in as the best team in the West. On paper, they're paper On, tigers. How many, well, sure. We've we seen this now. Well, we have with but, teams that do this. But there,
1: I think it's different because you have a clear-cut number one, who's KD instead of like KD and Harden, and Kyrie, who always all think like I think Bradley Beal and can absolutely defer to KD. Uh, I I think the Suns get it done here. Uh, that's just my take. Although they have Frank Vogel, who
2: is a weird coaching choice to me, but whatever. I mean, Frank Vogel is like kind of a defensive coach, which they're gonna need. Uh, well, true. I, I just I worry that Bradley Beal's not gonna be able to figure out how to play off ball again. Like he's oh, I, he's gonna want to be on the ball too much, or he's just gonna be like a total cuck and watch KD and Devin.
1: No, I think I think it'll totally work. I mean. You just can't have too much shooting and all three of those guys are
2: just absolutely elite shooters. Um hey, I, I what think Bradley it's gonna, Beal's Sorry, go ahead. He he's Bradley Beal's not that good of a three shooter. Like everyone thinks he is, but I think he hovers like around thirty three, thirty four percent now.
1: Yeah, but it's the volume and the fact that he's the best player on his team. Everybody's like loading up on him when he does I bet you he shoots at least thirty eight percent this year. Let's see. Anyway. Um while well, David's going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the fillet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba 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 ba.
1: Welcome back to Casa Podcast. I'm Nate Smith. I'm here with David Wood, back from back from the void, uh back from the streets of Cleveland. <laughs> anyway, um we're <laughs> Back from uh oh I gotta ask, have you been to any uh Connect Four tournaments lately? Do you know that David Wood Dude. was third number best. three third, third number best. three in the country at uh Connect Four?
2: Yeah, there's uh there hasn't been any uh more tournaments, but no, I'm still whooping that ass in Connect Four.
1: <laughs> You're still number three in the country.
2: Yeah. I got <laughs> I got names for the moves. There's lots of different moves, but I still know them all can't pull anything <laughs> over on me it's uh Great. it's the thinking man's chunks, you know
1: nice yeah it's like you and ray john rondo are like top three right i would probably beat him <laughs> i love it okay david um on to more serious topics how do you think the East shakes out right now now that uh, the Bucks, uh have Dame Lillard and um, oh, so i I also have a uh, prediction for you, but yeah, let's let's get into it
2: so i'll I'll go first then. Uh, my most boring prediction is gonna be that Boston gets the number one seed stacked, um, and I don't know wings just get stuffed on. I mean, they'll have Derek White, um, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. And I think that kind of is just an overwhelming amount of competency. Um, and then. No, no, I'm with you. I don't, the East is honestly kind of weird because it, it could go so many ways. Um, the Sixers should be up there, but I could see them completely falling apart. And then it's going to be in the mix. Yeah, but and, they were like. As far as that.
1: I mean the goofy thing about Miami is they Eight. were the eighth seed last year, you know, and yeah.
2: they made the finals, but they were literally a play-in team. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty open, honestly. I I kind of think the Cavs have a very very good shot at being like the number they could be the number one seed, but we should be top four. I uh, I just with more continuity and yeah, hopefully I'm with you. Uh, everyone just works back basically.
1: No, I'm with you. Um. How, how, so you got uh, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Cleveland. Is that how you're ranking it there? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Who you got next?
2: Which team from New York you got next? <laughs> I don't want to give the Knicks credit. I mean, the Knicks, I guess, should be up there too. Yeah, um, fifth. Yeah, fifth. They, I mean, they might be, they might be up in the top three. Um, I think Brooklyn will actually do. Um, Mikael Bridges isn't bad, and they just seem to be a pretty. When they don't have a clear cut superstar there, everyone just kind of rises to it. Yeah, uh, it's no, been I'm with you. The past couple of years, uh, the coaching, I don't really know who the coach is right now. I forget. Jacques Vaughn's the
1: coach of uh, Brooklyn. I think they're gonna be uh, they're decent, but. I just—they have too many wings, and they kind of don't know who they want to be right now. Is Ben Simmons really back or not? I don't know. We're, we'll see. I, I actually like them, but I—they—it's like a team all full of second and third bananas. So we'll see what happens there. And then, of course, you got Miami, right? Is that who you'd, you'd rank yeah. after them?
2: Yeah, I mean Miami's probably the scariest team because we're going to have to face them in the playoffs, or they'll be—they just somehow always annoy. If you're if you're (laughs) not coached well, they're going to take you out. Yeah, which for the Cavs is not a good uh, proposition.
1: Yeah, and then what would you say, Atlanta or Toronto?
2: Um, Toronto over Atlanta for sure. Trey Young's his hairline's going to keep receding, and the team's wins are going to keep receding. (laughs)
1: <laughs> nice I actually yeah and then so that's your that's your playoff your top 10 yeah do anything
2: whatever well, ball brother they have
1: is so the team I cool, think that, so there's two teams on the rise to me and that's Orlando and Indy and actually I'm gonna put him up above Um, yeah and I guess we skipped Chicago but I think Chicago's gonna end up kind of flaming out, but I would put Orlando and Indianapolis kind of on the rise. Like I would put them in the top 10 for sure. And I think uh, Toronto and Atlanta are going to fall, fall out of the top Uh, and and we're, you know, and or Chicago and Atlanta, sorry. Um, Yeah. And of course Milwaukee and Detroit and Charlotte are all going to be terrible still. A lot of people are saying that like Cade Cunningham is is quote unquote gonna gonna show a lot this year, but I still think they stink. <laughs> so
2: that's Detroit. It's yeah, Detroit's gonna be bad. It's not gonna be bad. They'll be in the top four, top five. You mean the bottom the four? You mean? I said De-
1: oh, oh, you said box B- earlier. Oh no, I think you just misheard me. But yeah, did De- Oh <laughs> yeah, Detroit. Um definitely bottom 3 to me. Um yeah, so that's how I got the East shaken out. Um and I yeah, I would still put Cleveland in there at, you know, number 4. I think they'll win more regular season games than the Knicks, but
2: um I I'm or four or think it's going to be like Cleveland 2 years ago. I accept I think uh Plan.
1: I think uh Wagner is is really good. And I think Wagner makes the all-star team this year. I think, and Orlando's a team that some people are talking about could get Drew. Like Orlando is one of those teams that has a lot of young talent and could probably uh, flip for some good players. So that'll be interesting. Um, But I think Cleveland's still right there. Um, I think Miami, this really hurt them. Because they lost a lot of guys, um, or some guys, and I'm not sure they can replace them, like Struth and. But they always seem to kind of figure it out, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're I'm knowing, not coming.
2: Miami out. Yeah, no, I'm with it's, you. It, yeah, they're competent.
1: Which exactly. Is a lot. <laughs> exactly, but I mean, right there still. The big things for the Cavs are, you know, who's going to start. That's that's going to be a weird one because they're a team of kind of like all smart, small guards. Um, like they're talking about the who do you think Max? It's? Well, they're talking about talking, starting Struess at the three and he's like six, five. And I'm like, mm, I think it would be a lot smarter to start Levert at the three and bring Struis off the bench. And then, you know, you're going to start. Probably an Allen. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, maybe the other side of that is they want Levert to play the third guard. But I I would I'd bring Struess off the bench first so that always two of uh, you know Levert and Garland and Mitchell are on the floor. I and I don't I just don't I just can't see Max Struess guarding threes in the
2: NBA. I, no, he's not gonna he's not gonna, well, no yeah but. He, it was, he wasn't a he wasn't a great defender on Miami, and when you go to Miami, that's what you usually do. You play good defense, yeah, or you're playing the best defense of your career. Like he's no, not going to be a better defender in yeah. Cleveland.
1: I I agree um, with you, and he was usually playing the two there, um, and I think he's going to be
2: way out of position at the three. Yeah, that that'd be bizarre if they do that. I mean, ideally, I would hope they'd kind of give Okoro, just give him mm-hmm. another shot at the start. All. No, I don't I think just, they'll ever I don't think they're going to start Okoro
1: <laughs> I I think that <laughs> ship has sailed I mean, it, it makes but the problem with Okoro is he's not a great he's much better against guards than uh than threes you know he's much better
2: against guards pa- and wings He's probably the best defender we have though against wings Besides,
1: uh, I mean, he's right there with LaBert but
2: yeah I don't know I don't know. Come, um, really. it'll change. I think a couple times throughout the season that three, season, unless yeah, trade for, for sure, someone. for sure. I mean,
1: here's here's the thing that's weird to me though. Like, like you're absolutely right. Max Struess wasn't a great defender in the regular season last year. Like his estimated plus minus last year was negative three, which is not good at all, and he kind of got a lot better in the playoffs, but he basically had one good playoff run that way upped his value. And, you know, Eli and Chris and I have all talked, like I think it was a massive overpay, but whatever. Um, And he did have a better year the year before, at least offensively. And, you know, if he can add that three-point shooting, that'd be great. But I don't know. And then, of course, you got – you know, George Yang coming off the bench, my my biggest problem is they still haven't solved the rebounding issue unless uh, unless Mobley's been in the weight room.
2: of a rebounding issue. So I don't, I don't know how you fix that. But, I mean, the, the one hope is that Tristan Thompson is really working with both him and Allen to just kind of be, be better rebounders. Like, go for the yeah. ball. Yeah, because, I mean, Thompson's not a physical specimen. He just – he wanted the ball.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, Thompson – but the problem is, is Thompson was a defensive rebounder. He was a really good offensive rebounder. But um, as a defensive rebounder, he was just okay, and that's the problem. The Cavs – that killed the Cavs against the Knicks was defensive rebounding, and, of course – you know, we've talked about it on this pod. It's like when they lost Kevin Love, they lost their best defensive rebounder. Um, so I, I don't think they're complete. And, of course, the other thing to talk about, what you and I were talking about in the break, how long do they roll with J.B. Bickerstaff? Like, I almost, and this this is going to get a lot of people mad at me, I almost hope that they struggle early in the season and you know maybe JB gets canned and they bring somebody else in. I would love that because I don't think he's a good playoff coach. But the other side of that is, you know, they seem very loyal to him. And of course now that um, get- Kobe, now that Kobe got his DUI, uh, he's he's kind of the face of the front
2: office. So <laughs> I, I I would say ten games for bigger staff. Like at a certain point, people got to realize the defense wasn't good because of Bickerstaff. The defense was good because everyone actually tried. It wasn't well, teams that were making that was making it good, and the offense was just the offense wasn't anything super special. No, if there's something. So you
1: think they're gonna bail the try, on
2: but bail on Bickerstaff in ten games? Yeah, we uh, could I bring in Scott Skiles.
1: <laughs>
2: he'd be the, Skiles. he'd be the same thing. <laughs> like yeah isn't that the, that's a guy like orlando had him? they played really good i mean Bickerstaff got the guys to try you know oh i see what you're and saying that's great for like the, the motivate the motivator yeah can do now we need to get a guy that can teach them a little bit more and put in a real offense and scheme a little bit on defense like let the guys okay. use their actual skills instead of effort
1: so one of the problems is is that it's not like the Cavs' schedule is super hard out of the gate. You know, they start out at the Hawks, then they play the Magic, then they play the Pacers, the Nets. Like, all those teams are good, are, are decent. They're not, like, terrible teams, but they're not, like, world beaters. They're not, uh, you know, the Warriors or the Lakers. But the Cavs really... I mean, they could struggle, and if they do, I think you're absolutely right. I think Bickerstaff probably gets shown the door. But, I mean, the Cavs don't really play a bad team until they play the Trailblazers a month later. So, like, all those teams are decent teams that they've got in the first month. Um, So we'll see. And, of course, the Pacers always play them tough, so. It's gonna be an interesting first month. I don't think Baker staff gets drummed out in the first month, but I think we're all gonna be baffled like what the hell he's doing, uh, you know, by game three or four. But we've had this conversation a million times on this pod. So
2: think, all right, so as far as calf stuff well, go, are there gonna be any trades? Uh I
1: Do you don't think know. We try to trade um,
2: trade Mitchell before
1: So, so I think we should uh, take that one on after the break to welcome back to cats podcast, Nate Smith, David Wood. I, you know, the rumors are swirling still about Donovan Mitchell being, um, you know, flirting with New York. Uh, It was on the Bill Simmons podcast today. He he was not going to be in Cleveland long. I don't know if that's true um donovan mitchell has this year and next year left on his contract obviously at the end of this year um the Cavs would like to sign him to an extension but if they can't i think the big uh the big rumor is that the Cavs might look to trade him uh if he's looking to move on and test free agency um they trade him this year but if they're not successful i think you'll see maybe not next summer but you know the 2024 2025 trade deadline uh you could absolutely see Mitchell get moved if they don't think they can re-sign him so I don't know I mean what do you think do you think Mitchell stays a cav for the foreseeable oh, future no, I don't think
2: no I don't think he stays a cav past his contract with how the NBA is going, he'll probably try to sign an extension and then demand a trade <laughs> a year later or whatever rules <laughs> work. But that kind of seems with the way the league's going, especially because they made it so the extensions are worth more, or you can yeah. get a little bit more now. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, what, it's pretty we'll stupid see, that it, the league is set up that way now. <laughs> I mean, the new rules kind of make it where you can't have, you really can't have more than two stars on a team how much money they're going to be getting soon and the harder cap. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know. Um, it It's definitely like the weird thing is, is you though is that you've got all these players that are older playing longer than they ever have and being good into their, you know, mid to late thirties more than you ever saw, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. Like it was super weird, rare, rare for a player to be good at, like, 34, 35, and now you're seeing, like, Curry and LeBron. And, and you know, we just talked about Drew Holiday and Dame. Like, how long are they going to be really good? It's, there's only so much money to go around in the cap. So, and at some point, these younger guys are going to want to get paid. So, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little weird how, how they phase that in.
2: It's uh, it's modeling society, you know. Oh, how's that? Because no one can retire, so all of us <laughs> get stuck making less than the old people for a long time. Nice. The
1: okay, boom. Of uh, of NBA team building, I like it. I mean, those guys are what elder millennials. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean when when will the elder millennials finally retire? It's it's a good question. Like how long do you think LeBron plays? Like how many more seasons? Two more seasons? Three more
2: seasons? Oh, no, I mean it all depends on his child. Like if his kid actually can make the NBA, which who knows. I But he'll probably try to play one year with him.
1: Well, but then I heard the whole thing he is Bronny may not want to play with him. Like, would you want to play with your dad, your rookie year in the NBA
2: when you're just I like, get... <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's true. I mean, I haven't met my dad that much. So yeah, right. I mean, that would be cool, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I totally get that. My mom, if she made the NBA, so. <laughs> I mean, that would be something
1: if uh, if Mrs. Wood made the NBA. <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, what other storylines are you seeing this year for the Cavs?
2: Like uh, Amoni Bay. Did you get to watch Summer League at all, David? I did not check out Summer League. I saw the highlights, of course, but no. (laughs) I I don't know anything about the Summer League to comment on. Well, the Cavs. I saw the Victor Weminyama
1: highlights. The Cavs won Summer League, uh, I believe. And uh... no, hold on. We got. We got Dave. You know, it's not a Eli's dog that needs to go out today. It's David's. And with that, we'll be right back. Yeah, so the Cavs won out in Summer League. And uh, Amoni Bates looked awesome. Like, improved every game. Sam Merrill looked really good. But, yeah, it's really weird. There's a lot of questions about this Cavs team. Who starts? Nobody knows what's going on with Ricky Rubio. He said he was stepping away from basketball this summer and he was not joining the Spanish team. And then nobody knows if he's even going to show up for camp for the Cavs. Like that's super weird. Nobody knows what freaking channel the Cavs are going to be on because uh, Diamond Sports, Wait. the company that owns. They're on the verge of insolvency. The supposedly the uh, the team is going to start the season with their games on Valley Sports, but nobody knows that like they're going to make it through the season. So the Cavs may have to like spin up their own streaming service. It's super goofy. Like, thing. how do you freaking run a league
2: this way? <laughs> I mean, that's it, that's super. Yeah, that that's like not acceptable. I wish the Cavs would do like how um, the owner of the Phoenix team. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's trying to get it on just regular free TV so people can actually see it because that would be amazing. If they could get oh no, I think on. it would
1: be like, I think that would be amazing. Uh, the other thing I saw, Utah is running their own uh, streaming package and here's where you can get I think it was like a hundred and eighty dollar or 160 dollars for the year, but it all you also get two tickets to a game. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're probably cheap seats, but whatever. Like, I, I, I
2: mean, could they get should, behind that. Yeah, they could have, like, packages where they mic each player or something. <laughs> like, you pay extra to have, like, a real That would be fun. Uh,
1: that, that actually would be fun. I would dig that. Uh, but I will say the one thing I would miss the most about the Cavs not being on uh, – Valley sports would be the local commercials are just like so much of the flavor of the
2: calves. Would you agree? I mean, I'd like, I'd like to see you in a Ken Ganley Kia. You know, I would like to see you in a Ken Ganley Kia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every time that commercial comes on, my 13 year old goes like blink twice. If you need help.
2: <laughs> oh, Yeah, no, the the Kia lady's a a very pretty woman. I'm not (laughs) sure what Ken looks like, but good for him.
1: Oh, I well they had Ken Gan they had them on in previous seasons, but the the Ken Ganley Kia lady a bona fide phenomenon. Um and I'm just I'm excited to see what terrible local commercials are gonna be on this year. So we'll see what happens. It's it's really goofy how like just scattered the NBA is right now though. I mean, you got like you said, you got guys that just signed four years extensions. Like the last two seasons, have asked for trade. You got James Harden opted in and
2: then asked for a trade. Like it's so freaking oh, yeah. goofy. Where where's James? Since uh, uh, Daryl Morey's a backstabber, I think he's
1: gonna end up with the Clippers, but. I don't think anybody wants him. Like, he's such a loon, and everybody knows he wants another huge payday. Like, why would you trade for a guy that when he gets pissed off, he tanks the team and and drags your owner and your GM? Like, to me, that's not a recipe for getting paid. I don't know the where. The no. You don't think? No. No, that I don't think he like, a crazy enough move. No, because I don't know why you'd take the ball out of De'Aaron Fox's hands. They were really good last year. Um, and I don't know why you want an
2: old guy, like maybe Chicago. That I mean, be, I I guess DeMar DeRozan might be pretty fun to watch with, with um Embiid. I, I could get behind that, actually.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't know where he ends up. I mean, what about like New Orleans? I think New Orleans would make a lot of sense for him but i don't think anybody do wants him. that
2: well that's the, well they got a boatload of draft picks yeah. um what about well you have to trade cap per cap i thought now yeah no, uh, but
1: they've got um they've got Jonas chunas is a big contract that's expiring so that y- you uh, could aggregate that with some other guys charlotte uh i don't think sh- well charlotte's got a new owner but i think they're still too young Atlanta like what would what about a tray for a hardened deal like too many strip <laughs> clubs in Atlanta I <laughs> know I'm just gonna go there <laughs> but I mean that's why he wanted to go to I mean he want he talked about going to Houston but it was all leverage um maybe they do Houston as part of the because of course Houston after Kevin Por- Horrible domestic violence I don't know if you heard about that um, I did. The Cavs did the right thing getting rid of him when they did. But, I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. aggregated with some other people and then they just dump him and get Harden. I could actually definitely
2: see Harden ending up back in Houston. The
0: whole the
2: whole thing with Harden is kind of frustrating because I kind of thought he was right when he liked to get out of Brooklyn. It was a bizarre situation with Kyrie. And he seemed like no. crazy. And He played pretty decent last year. He did, wasn't he the he the assist leader? Yeah, but he's also such a freaking foul
1: merchant, and it always dries up in the playoffs. So why would you want him?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I maybe something with Charlotte because you have um they have Gordon Hayward still, don't they? Yeah, but he's terrible. He's so washed. Um, he's he's got to be close. So.
1: Oh, I see what you're Gordon saying. Haywarden. No, I. D- yeah. But I don't think Charlotte wants any part of that. Like I could yeah. maybe see Detroit, but the problem is, is why would you trade for Harden and, and give up assets and then probably never re-sign there? Maybe Toronto, but I also think Philly probably doesn't want to trade him to somebody they're gonna play in the playoffs. You know, other. Than,
2: I, I don't. I think, think they'd be worried about
1: Toronto. <laughs> well, I that he also (laughs) just doesn't seem like a Masai Uriji guy um yeah I the other place I heard was maybe Orlando but I don't know I don't know where I think I think Harden ends up back on the Sixers
2: (laughs) yeah I I mean mean, if anyone would wait it out it would be Daryl Morey yeah exactly exactly
1: like who has oh the other one I heard was Utah might actually make some sense, which would be the most
2: hilarious hardened destination. Like Yeah. There's only three <laughs> two beer there. Like what does yeah. he do on the weekends? He just he has a private jet? He'd spend his whole contract on a private jet. Uh, he'd just go to Vegas.
0: <laughs> he'd
1: spend his weekends at well, he'd spend his weekends in Vegas. I don't know. Yeah. Like I I think that's kinda why I think like Ultimate the Clippers because that just seems like the natural fit of For who? You... Well, Kawhi? No, they've got a bunch of contracts they can aggregate. Um that it would basically well now I gotta go look it up. Thanks, David. Let's see. Well, <laughs> I mean
2: you've gotta have Paul George or Kawhi there. Well yeah, no, sure. I it would be no, it wouldn't be those guys. Um guess who's entering Camp Healthy though. Who? Kawhi. Paul George, Yeah. And Ka-
1: I don't believe that that matters at all. Oh, but that does bring me to my other thing that I was going to talk about. The funny thing is, is like all this stuff going on. There's an in-season tournament this year, the single elimination
2: tournament for some kind of like NBA cup. Still don't understand how that works or what it is. Like I've tried reading about it. It, it just seems that convoluted. <laughs> And stupid. That
1: is, is the trophy that Dame Lillard is gonna win. Like he seems like the perfect. <laughs> no, he well, does. He seems like the perfect single elimination tournament player. Like just get super hot from three and just roll on through a single elimination tournament. Like because you can't really game. You you can't game plan for him from game to game. Like so. You know, oh, Dame killed us last game. We'll make adjustments next game. Like that's what that's where the single elimination is the advantage there. That
2: that's my take anyway. I think that's the only thing he's ever going to win in the NBA. I mean, he could win after he's not making a ton of money.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah, like the Gary the Gary Payton with Miami ring. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I don't know. What what are,
2: what are some of your other hot NBA... Christoph, yeah, Porzingis. Christoph Porzingis doesn't do a single thing for the Celtics. He's just a oh. contract.
1: Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. I think the Zinger, like, how soon till he gets injured again? Like, It was such a miracle he wasn't
2: injured last year. Because
1: he spent the previous
2: three yeah. years injured. Yeah, I don't think he does anything. I don't think it matters ultimately, but... I don't know. That's interesting. Um, I think the thing this this year is going to be very important, and I think the Mavericks are not going to be very good. Um, no, I'm with you. I don't Kyrie's, see how they, how they got better. Kyrie's just a head case. He's he is fun to watch. Um, but we we had the Kyrie experience, and but it's Luke also very like good, but but they are also yeah. both guys that need the ball in their hands. Kyrie succeeded without the ball in his hands. Um well, I I guess I I just don't understand what the, it it really stinks cuz I feel like Luke is going to have to go somewhere else. I have no idea where. I don't know when it's going to happen, but they don't really have a path to getting better right now and you can't build teams like It'd be like if the if the Mavs ultimately build a team around Luca, it's gonna look like those weird seventy sixers teams that AI like for the finals, where it was like him and like all defensive players. And I don't think the NBA works like that anymore. People are too smart. No, I'm with you. Plus,
1: zone defenses. <laughs> I mean, I mean,
2: oh yeah, so AI was before the legal defense rules. Yeah, I mean, Wait, the- was he?
1: Um, he probably was around at the beginning of them, but I think they enacted him during his during his tenure. Defensive has just gotten so much better, like understanding how to play zone concepts without you know getting defensive three second violations and
2: all that kind of stuff. It's just so much harder; their team is awful, like just pulling up the roster. First off, they're gonna to have to cut a bunch of people. Their big pickup seems to be Grant Williams. Um pretty sure he's injured most of the year usually. I mean he's a decent player,
1: but he's you know, he's a role player. He's a got, I mean he's a yeah. m- middle of the road starter.
2: Yeah, they're they're really not a good team at all. I mean, who's their third best player, do you wanna guess?
1: It's uh, no, it's uh, THJ, Tim Hardaway Jr. They want to trade him for a better player, but nobody wants him. And of course, there's been a lot of Cavs discussion around Tim Hardaway Jr. over the last couple of years, but I don't think it makes any sense for him. Uh, Yeah, they they've mismanaged, like giving away Porzingis, like was such a disaster for them. Um, they just perpetually squander their assets. I don't want to trade out. And that might be a place you see uh, Mitchell get traded to. <laughs> Although I don't think Luca and well, – I guess Luca and Garland would
2: make some sense. Garland can play there off the is, ball a little. There's zero chance we get Luka.
1: Hey, can it's he the trade? biggest Slovenian
2: population in America. I mean, I, I guess that's true. I did go on Sylvania night, and he didn't play. But <laughs> uh Luca, if yeah, that, I mean, I hope we get Luca, but I don't think that happens. I don't we think trade that Mitchell to them, and the mask get even worse. Like they just start <laughs> well, going for the number yeah. one pick.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so looping back to an earlier conversation we had. The Clippers can absolutely trade for Harden because they have so many bloated They're so far over the cap. They're 60 million over the cap, and they have so many bloated contracts. Like, listen to this. Norm Powell's making 18 million, it's on a $17 million deal this year. Uh, Nick Batum what? is making, yeah, I am not making that up. Nick Batum is making 12 million. Robert Covington is making 11.5 million. Zubotch is making 11 million. Terrence Mann is making 11 million. Like it's not hard to aggregate enough contracts to trade for hard. Would you though. take? Would you take Robert Covington for Isaac? Um, I, Eli, and I a lot of times last year really wanted uh, Roko because we were like the Cavs need a third guard. But I, I actually think Okoro is going to have a bit of a breakout
2: this year. Um, he's not bad He just no he's not he no one just, can appreciate him for what he is
1: well and the other thing is he's still just 22 years old shooting has been super streaky they've jerked him around they have just ruined his development I think he's going to eventually end up on another team and be a pretty decent role player for a long time um, and I think he'll end up being a good three and D player um, with some handles. Like I think he actually has some offensive game, but he just doesn't ever get to show it. So the NBA is such a speckless league. I I really think they screwed up his development a lot. Uh, just not letting him learn how to play offenses. Like his whole thing was go guard the other team's best player. So who knows? I will be interested to see how he works, works out. Um, I'm very down on Max Strews as, as we've talked about, but the big, the, the thing that matters to the Cavs is like how good Evan, how much Evan Mobley has improved. Um, And what is Evan Mobley's offensive game? That's the other thing they got to figure out. Like if Evan Mobley can't shoot, please stop planting him in the corner because he was awful
2: last year shooting. Yeah. He stalled developmentally last year. Um, yeah. I don't, It. it's not the end of the world. He just needs to play like the high post. So I think he can make that shot. He's long enough where he can come up with a push shot or something. Oh yeah, for sure. Plus he can drive station, well enough. Yeah. Station him next to the basket. The guy gets up there for lobs. He's got an oh, eye no, for the he's, ball
1: when he's there. He's one of the best finishers in the NBA around the basket because yeah. he's got really good footwork. He's um, can score with either hand. He's a really good dunker. He's got a great pump fake. The problem is that he and Jared Allen have such similar games, and we've kind of talked about, you know, ad nauseum. It would make sense to move
2: Jared Allen for a different player that has some outside game. Um, I mean, I don't really have – I don't have a problem with him playing with Allen if they keep playing together because, honestly, the passing between <laughs> – he gets the ball to Allen in spots that actually are pro- – which is a pretty big thing. Um, it, And if he keeps working, he could probably figure it out. It's not ideal, but it is kind of nice to have the two bigs there. But, again, the rebounding. How,
1: yeah, well, that's the, the problem. Like, you can't – play two bigs that can't shoot and are and your whole team is below average at rebounding. like what that about Jonas
2: Valanciunas
1: for Jared no Allen? he's so washed he was the same draft as Tristan Thompson like it's just he you don't trade a 25 year old for a 32 year old it doesn't make any sense yeah I didn't realize that he was that old yeah, I remember that was the whole debate when they drafted Thompson was do you draft Thompson or Valenciunas? Yeah. Uh, i call that yeah. out. Well, I want a Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> anyway. Um
2: Yeah, I mean there's well, I think the Sorry, go ahead. What about Cat? Cuz Cat's going to pop loose at some <sighs>
1: Yeah, but well, that salary is I I actually think um, the problem is that Cat doesn't make like. How do you trade Allen for Cat when you've already got Go? Um, um. You can I say actually say Go think, Bear
2: goodbye. Well, yeah, but who wants him? He's got a huge salary. Um, uh, you'd have to send him to a team that's trying to dump a team. That's no, use someone. That's too much of a salary dump. I I Wait, think, what about, I actually uh,
1: think Minnesota is going to be good this year because I think Ant is taking the next step. Like I think Ant is going to be all NBA
2: at least third team. I mean no, I think Ant's very good. I I do think they got to get Gobert out of there because he
1: clogs. No, he's stuck. He's stuck there. It's it, that's. Although did you see Gobert shooting threes in uh, FIBA ball? Yeah, he made two out of. Four. Hey, that's fifty percent. I'll take it. I, I wish. For, I hope it Jared Allen's shooting. in a in a gym shooting threes right
2: now. I, he, yeah. So so do I. So do I. I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen. Well, it would happen if this coaching.
1: Started. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, we are riffing good. I don't know. I don't know. I. It'll be interesting to see. Like, do you think Tristan Thompson plays much for them? I
2: think he barely sees the floor. Um, no, I I kind of think he's gonna have to
1: because and they don't have a do third have our... big. I mean, yeah, Mo- really Mobley don't. the or Mobley the elder, you know, who had a nice summer league. Yeah, um, who else he do might... we have? That's it. Then. like, they don't have a lot of bigs. Uh, they got. Oh,
2: who was the other guy they got? Was it Ty Jerome? Yeah, we have Ty. Jer- no, he's a shooting guard. Oh, um, it's Damon Jones. Guy. Damon Jones,
1: yeah, is that his name? Damian Jones. Yeah, he boy. Yeah, yeah because Damon, Damon Jones, you know, of uh, early yachts Cavs lore. You know, Amon Owens, no yeah. Dino, no Dino J. <laughs> Worst I mean does a- Dean. Wait. Wade- I wish he play more. I hope he does, but I don't feel like I feel like they've already moved on from Dean Wade. I would actually think Dean Wade makes a ton of
2: sense as a starter, but who knows? Yeah, I don't. I don't really know why they don't play Dean Wade at all. Well, he was hurt last but... year, and he. And then when he came back, they
1: wanted him to do Kevin Love's role, and that's not what Dean Wade's good at. Dean Wade is like a three, not a four. So a three, you can play. He's a three and D three. Anyway.
2: he's a it, Yeah. He would. Yeah. What if they started him? I think it all depends on can his really health. Keep up with modern. Keep up with well, modern threes, though. Yeah. yeah he he is, did he, really, he's a great defensive player. His all. When he was
1: playing were really good. The problem was he can't stay healthy. Yeah, I don't know. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Cavs of podcast. We're gonna be wrapping this one up soon, but um, first of all, first off, David, what um, what are you looking forward to for Cavs season this year? Like more than anything, like what's your number uh, one?
2: I mean, honestly, I want to see what Garland can do. Is Garland going to be the next step? F- um, which I mean, that that obviously is pretty ridiculous. He does shoot the ball very well, and there is a chance that he can develop into that. Or is he going to be a B-rate Steph Curry? Um, Because he needs the ball in his hands, and I think he really can be a type of player that, like, extends the range. But also, his passing is pretty good. Like, he's a very good passer now. He's very good from all areas of the court. He he could hit 10. Do you think he could hit 10 assists this year?
1: I don't think that's uh, I out of don't
2: hand think so. The ball enough.
1: I don't... Well, the Cavs do have a lot more shooting. I think if they played um, Struis and the Yang, and they were actually the shooters that you think they are, he could. But I think the problem is is Mitchell plays too much ISO ball and has the ball in his hands a bit too much for that to happen. But I actually think Darius Garland is a lot like Curry in that he can be really good off the ball as well. Like that's what makes Curry just so ridiculous is as good as he is as a point guard, he's even better as an off ball shooter. Like Curry relocating and playing off screens. He's one of the best players.
2: What's that called? Like economy of movement. Is that the right term? Yeah. 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 Like I I, I think that's kind of what Curry has.
1: Well, yeah, and he just knows how to find the seams in the defense and how to get open. Like he's kind of like Richard Hamilton um, was for the Pistons, but like with range out to forty feet. <laughs> so, and yeah. plus he also has one of the best screen setters ever in uh, Draymond Green to play with. And plus he's got Clay. On the floor to balance
2: out the floor, so you can't overload on him. So well, yeah, I mean that that that's a good point to bring up. With Tristan Thompson coming back, do you think he kind of learns how to set a little more greasy screens, or Evan <laughs> Mobley learns how to set some greasy screens from Tristan? I hope so. Like the the rolling fullback style screen to the hoop.
1: Well, I mean, I will say the one thing I love about Tristan coming back is that the Cavs needed a goon. And Tristan can be a goon, and you know they—he needs to fully embrace his inner yajaja patchouli oil, and, uh, and just, just yeah, set those nasty, those greasy screens as you call them, um, for sure. And I hope that rubs off on Alan and uh, and Mobley for sure. I I think if the Cavs were smart. Like, they would run their whole offense around, like you said, high post and Mobley and um, and Garland and Mitchell, where Mobley's the short roll man. Like, if he can master that, that can kind of be his greatest strength. And then you've got Allen at the dunker spot. Um, and then you you can play four out when only one of those guys is in. But because... I mean, you're not going to see – I think the hope is is that the third big is going to be Niang, and then Allen or Mobley will slide over to the center will be at the center spot. Uh, and so you can play four out a lot. <laughs> what was that noise? I, I you're, mean, you're not a big George Niang said, uh, fan.
2: No, I mean, no. if that's your third big. <laughs> right. um, you're but, doing something interesting with your team building. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the problem to me is the Cavs. I feel like both these guys, they got them one contract too late uh, between. No, I mean, seriously, you wanted Niang on the last contract and you wanted uh, Max Struess on the last contract. Like, I'm not sure. Feels a bit like to me overpaying Judd Bushler from the from the 90s bulls so that just goes to show you how old i am um but i don't know speaking of old i think i think we can wrap up the basketball part of this podcast and we'll have a lot more coming up um in the next few weeks as as the team uh has media day on monday and then open up opens up training camp on tuesday um but uh i don't know david you ready for a little lawnmower talk
2: yeah, lawnmower talk and also cocktail talk. Cocktail
1: talk. Okay. Special. Okay. So yeah. like
2: you were telling me in the break, you're you're the lawn master. I'm the the lawn. So well, as a renter, you can't go too far with mowing the lawn. You just got to be consistent with it. So my this is my whole thing with it. I'll mow the lawn once a week, and I who has like a pristine lawn, but they do like the crazy edging stuff you know so i i know 100% what you're talking about yeah i don't do any of the edging or anything but i do religiously mow the lawn every week because i i do it as a renter for some reason um but yeah i don't do any of the stuff so i have the best looking ghetto property on the block (laughs) you know the bushes are overgrown grass always pristine Nice. I take pride nice. in that, you know. And and you live in Ohio City, right? No, Lakewood, Lakewood. Lakewood. Oh, okay, me with Ohio City. Come on, come
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you will not believe who mows my lawn, and and I, I I want your opinion. Like, does this make me less of a man? Um, so my uh lawn, my thirteen-year-old daughter, um. And I have set her up with, I got the Toro all-electric 60-volt mower. It takes her about 45 minutes and about uh, a a battery and a half. And that's how I I give her her allowance and and teach her responsibility. So does that make me more or less of a man, David? Does she sharpen the
2: blades herself or do you sharpen the blades?
1: I have not sharpened the blades yet, but I will be sharpening the blades. Uh, at the beginning of the next mowing season. Although I don't sharpen them myself. I don't have a grinding stone, but there is a guy at the local farmers market that you you take your knives and and lawn blades to him and he'll sharpen them for you. So that's that's my plan there.
2: For some reason I keep I picture you as Hank Hill right now Using the no. child to mow the lawn. <laughs> no. No, I'm <laughs> no.
1: honestly honestly like I've always hated but I actually like my lawnmower now. I've always hated mowing the lawn. Ever since oh, I was a kid, I ever since I was a kid growing up in Alaska, I just hated mowing the lawn. I was like, um, you know, when we had this golf course we used to play at, and it was a public course, um, and it was super, super shitty. And <laughs> And it was actually a public park, and the actual greens were like AstroTurf on top of concrete. Um, And it was like a a really nine-hole, and nothing was longer than a par four. And um, the whole trick was you had to, like, bounce it on, two bounces and onto the green. Otherwise, if you hit the green directly, it would just, like, shoot 100 feet up in the air and go into the woods. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) Anyway, the joke was like we're out there playing one day, and it was like, man, if I owned this place, they'd be these lawns would be so much better mowed, everything would be taken care of. And my, Nate, if you owned this place, your mom and your sister would be out here mowing the lawn right now.
2: <laughs> so anyway, that's that's my uh. You know uh, Sorry. You know when you mow the lawn, you're like allowed to drink beers. Like, oh, 100%. For the day.
0: 100%.
1: 100%. Lawn beer is a, a, a great beer. And I do still mow the lawn on occasion, but I've set it up for my daughter. But I'm also, my whole thing now is I'm doing uh, other projects. Like I power washed house this last weekend. and <laughs> That's like something you do as an adult? Absolutely you do. Power washing is so satisfying. Like you just make that little pattern where you're removing the dirt from your sidewalk and from your. Uh, and of course, I so I live in a in a in a beach town in Michigan and where I live is really windy and there aren't a lot of trees. And um, I have a white house. And so I have just so many freaking cobwebs with, um, that you can just see because I have a white house. I'm so angry. The guy that I bought this house from decided to get a white house. And so that was, that was the whole thing that I had to do this weekend was just like power wash the crap out of my lawn. And then now I'm like Googling, like, are there materials that will dissolve cobwebs that I can put into my stream for the, uh, the pressure wash? <laughs> because I feel like when you pressure wash cobwebs, they just blow around, but don't actually go anywhere. Uh, then mm-hmm. These are the things I think about. David, is your house siding or? Uh... Yeah, it's 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 uh, vinyl siding. Nice. And and you can paint it, but you got to get like special paint, and I I don't I don't got time for that. So. Have you heard and... about Rhino Guard,
2: my friend? <laughs> no, I have not heard about Rhino Guard. Oh <laughs> well, well, apparently if you get Rhino Guard, you don't have to paint your house ever. Oh, interesting. That? I, I think, think heard.
1: My wife was pitching it up the other day, so I'll check that out. So, um, and, the other thing I wanted to ask you, what did you do this summer?
2: Did you do anything fun? I mean, I've I've done lots of fun stuff. Um, you I can talk trip about to on the podcast. Oh, nice. What did you do on Kelly's Island? No, no, no. um, so, honestly, uh, I ate the golf cart this year for Kelly's Island, and we just rode bikes the whole time, and it was so the greatest did, thing ever. Did you ride in like while playing golf or
1: just ride in a golf cart around Kelly's Island? No, no. So have you ever you've never been
2: to Kelly's Island before? I haven't been to Kelly's Island or Putten Bay. Those that I haven't oh, crossed those okay. off my bucket list. So Kelly's Island, it's just like an it, it's like uh Putten Bay with less bars, but it's also a national park. Okay. um So so we just we went camping. There, but we ride our bikes in and just bring like our backpacking bags and just stay at the campsite. Then you can go to some bars and stuff, but there's a quarry and stuff you can go swimming at. There's a bunch of trails. There's like beaches you can go on. It was a great time, but not having the golf cart was actually super awesome because you can't get DUI on a bicycle, really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you also can,
1: riding- but you, you have to be really stupid.
2: Yeah, but, like, riding a bike around is great, and, like, the weather's usually pretty moderate there. Like, this year, it was only, like, 70 degrees when we were there. Um, That's fine. Um, well, and the other nice
1: a... thing is if you're riding a bike, but there's no cars on the island, like, you don't worry as much about getting hit and stuff, right? Oh, there's still cars. There's lots of cars.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, so do you take the do ferry, have a... ferry over? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you just take the ferry. Yeah. Um, I... <sighs> I have a story I'll tell you off there. That's pretty good. I don't think it's Uh <laughs> um, Nice. You can't so yeah, you can't make I, that PG rated. Yeah, no. Um and then yeah, my band summer um do you want to pimp uh, the band or or no? Yeah, I'll, I'll say the name. Yeah, it's just we're called Hyper Viper. Uh there's an Instagram page that's just Hyper Viper band, but yeah, we're playing Cleveland. Uh come see us. It's like I can roll like hot snakes and I don't know what else it really sounds like, but probably like hot snakes and kind of a seventies, eighties punk. And then what's this going on? Oh yeah. We have to say our cocktails. Do you have any no. good cocktails or can I go first?
1: Um, You can go first. I have a good cocktail, but I don't make, right,
0: so. I, I
2: don't have a lot of variety in mind, but go ahead. All right, so people like some of my friends got too into cocktails this summer, and you know people can get too snobby with it. So, oh, absolutely, but that's actually, kind of the fun. Yeah. No, no, no. So being creative. Um, now that you're a Michigan person, you know what Fago is, right?
1: The drink, drink of choice drink. for the discerning juggalo. Absolutely. I yeah.
2: Okay. Is. All right. So you're not a jugger joke. It's good to know that. Um. Okay. So here's the deal with <laughs> Fago. Uh you know, it was made to compete with RC Cola in the trailer parks in probably the 70s or 80s. I don't know if that's for sure true, but could be true. But anyways, um, yeah, I went to a party where everyone made different cocktails, and of course, everyone see things with like fruit purees and like weird concoctions. But I was like, you know what? Um, one of the finer drinks that people can drink is called Mad Dog 2020. jeez. Um, <laughs> oh, a lot of people probably aren't aren't familiar with it, but it it's is, a it's a fortified it a- wine. Fortified what with... <laughs> Nice. With sugar. Okay. Yeah, it makes you really ri- Yeah, it makes you really ri- this was my uh this was my drink. It's called the Moon Fist. So you take uh take three parts bling and blue raspberry, uh mad dog, that's the best flavor, if you need to know, now you know. And then you combine that with two shots of vodka and then three parts of moon mist, and it's called the moon fist. <laughs> and then you drink it. Uh, <laughs> Fago you don't Moon Mist. Milk. Yeah, but the drink's called the Moon the Moon Fist.
0: And That's moon fantastic. Mist, if you don't
2: know, it's just uh, it's like generic Mountain Dew pretty much. I thought it was Fago's Fresca. Am I wrong? No, it tastes like Mountain Dew to me. It, it might. It, I've never oh, okay. Fresca, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not a big I mean, soda guy. I mean, I'm not either, but
1: I I state i like a good root beer with a pizza like you always have to have soda with pizza right or i mean obviously yeah beer, but but like nothing tastes better with pizza than like a good soda um yeah so my cocktails like old fashions and i like i make like a lot of riffs on an old fashioned. like uh i made one last year Like one of the things I really like, uh, we do a lot of bourbon now. Of course, I know that's so uh, cliche at this point, but um, there's a whiskey company called Traverse City Whiskey up in Traverse City. um, And they make a peach bourbon. And one of the things I just like is um, peach bourbon on the rocks with like uh, honey. And I'll put like a a stick of honeycomb in it. And that's really good. And you start (laughs) with the honeycomb. It's really good. And like, that it sounds good. Yeah. I mean, they make a really nice peach bourbon. Um, usually with old fashions, I make like, uh, so an old fashioned is simple syrup, which is just sugar water, um, orange peel. And there's a trick with wait a minute, orange bitters, maraschino cherries, and maraschino cherry juice. But the trick with the orange peel is you got to burn the orange peel so that it releases the orange peel oils so so yeah there's your there's your old fashioned. but usually here i make my uh old fashions with uh maple syrup um like all the maple syrup uh, because it's the only one i can afford um and we'll make we, we make a lot of old fashions um i do a lot of like coffee drinks, I'll do like coffee and bourbon and, uh, Kahlua. And then my wife, it's crazy. She has, um, these, these, she has a patient that brings her all these flavor infused vodkas. So like we make a ton of those, um, like they made a, she had a garlic vodka infused that we made like Bloody Marys with. Those were freaking incredible. Oh yeah, and uh, one of the things that's a trick to a really good Bloody Mary is you get Mexican sriracha, and not not like the sriracha with the chicken on it, but um, go to the Mexican food aisle and and find the sriracha there, and it it, it gives it a nice nice tang to it. So so that's awesome. Huh. But I I'm trying to think of what else I've done. Like we. My cousins, who was like my best friends here, they subscribed for a, for a year to uh, shakerandspoon.com, which is like a cocktail of the month club. And they give you like the little bitters things and all those to uh, to make your cocktails. Um, and that's a lot of fun. Um, but it's, you know, it's probably not for it, but it's it's still fun. I'm trying to, and I do rum drinks a lot. I do like I do like my rum. Um and the rum I've been drinking lately is called Kaiko, K A I K O, which is like a, a kind of a more of a barrel-aged rum um rather than just like your basic you know dark rum or your Captain Morgan. Like I like bespoke rums. So uh take that for what it's worth.
2: Pretty much, uh, as far as as far as drinks go, I'm um, straight up whiskey or bourbon. I I still don't know the difference. Do you do but yeah, it's usually one of bourbon or, on uh, the rocks. You do it on the rocks or straight? I do it straight. No. Uh, occasionally, I'll do it on the rocks, but I don't like it watered down. Uh, no, see, I don't like it watered down. Uh, for have you had Benchmark yet? What is Benchmark? It's it's so Buffalo Trace has their oh, okay. lower line is called Benchmark is really good if you just want to drink it straight. And then they have the Benchmark just regular, which is like it's like a twelve dollar bottle for the I think it's the seven fifty size, but it's a totally acceptable mixing whiskey if you're just going to do a whiskey and coke or something. Nice,
1: well, you know what the uh, best um rum value in America is the one point seven five liter um giant juggo rum that you can get from the Costco <laughs> and it's uh I think it's like seventeen bucks for one point seven five milliliter a pretty darn good spiced rum, oh for real, yeah, and that's with rum anymore. I love I love dark rum, spice rum, but the other one, um, you know the vodka at Costco is actually
2: Grey Goose. The Costco vodka is is like the other oh, great uh, value. So I'm more of a, a Schwecke guy. I prefer the plastic bottle. That's how you know it's good because it breaks. So they're nice. Looking out for you. Nice.
1: <laughs> 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 and this has been Degenerate Alcoholics with of blah. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think. So what I did this summer, um spent a lot of time at the beach. Uh I went to Alaska, visited my folks. That was a lot. Like there's a reason I live 3000 miles away. Uh, <laughs> and for because otherwise I wouldn't be married. Um what else did I do this summer? Um a bunch of concerts I saw jason isbell i saw god who else did i see um the Avet brothers they were incredible um uh i can't oh the revivalists band of horses um that was a lot of fun i haven't seen any like hard rock like my buddy wanted me to go to guar and i just like i had somebody visiting and i was
2: like I've seen Guar so many times. Every <laughs> time it's been for free, and it, it's never worth it. It's, it's, you first off, your clothes get ruined, no matter what, whatever. Why do your you wear Why do your ruined. clothes get ruined? Uh, have you ever watched the videos for Guar? Oh yeah, dude, the fake blood stuff just stays.
1: Oh okay, okay. That yeah, that
2: makes sense. There actually is a time. Oh, this leads into something else though. There, have you watched the tiny desk of Guar? No. But I can imagine. Yeah, well there's Yeah, there's a tiny desk. Also the tiny desk with uh Oh my goodness, why can't I think of this? Who does that song like back that butt up? (laughs) Don't know. Hot hot googling action. No, I can't it it was the best uh the best uh juvenile. Juvenile? Yeah, juvenile has a he has a tiny desk amazing.
1: So the other one um the other great guar moment is there's a uh, um Odorus made an appearance on uh, Fox and Friends back before Odorous Hirungus died cuz Odorus Hirungus was the original front man for Guar. So I know a lot about Guar despite never having liked them.
2: But <laughs> yeah, they were on Jerry Springer.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of who the other band I saw was. Oh, I saw Modest Mouse. They were pretty good. And but the opener. Oh, was, I would love to see them. The opener was, bad. it was this guy called Mattress, and it was literally just him, like carrying, karaoke over gold lame in a gold lame suit over a backing track. It was so <laughs> bad. <laughs> and yeah, it was just abysmal. But yeah, saw a lot of shows this summer. I think. Um, I don't think I have any coming up, uh, which I'm kind of glad about. I'm like, I'm gonna keep a low profile. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm Ooh, trying to. I saw Dan. Who? I saw Danzig. Oh, Gentle Glenn. Yeah, yeah. He. Uh, all right. So, talk about this. So, <laughs> the opener was a, is this band Midnight, who is a Cleveland band, and they're absolutely amazing. Like, best metal band going on right now. It sounds like Venom and Motorhead combined. They're always okay. amazing, but I've seen them. Second band was uh some band called like Sister Brother or something weird. They were <laughs> blah. It was like some weird some weird lady singing like Take It or Leave It, not my thing. The band after that was called uh Behemoth. They were really good. Like the stage presence was awesome. Like I wouldn't listen to it on my own. The whole stage show was great, like wearing corpse paint and stuff, like Lighting candles and like lanterns and wild stuff. But then Danzig comes out. So first off, he's not jacked anymore. Like he just looks like 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 he's not doing steroids. Yeah. I'm like, the one thing I expect Danzig is he's going to be glistening (laughs) in the stage lights. dude. It was so disappointing. He has like two, like two stage moves where he stands on like the monitors and he pounds his chest. Like just looks out and looks like sickly. It was not good. <laughs> um. So yeah, we stayed. I saw him play mother. That was all I wanted to see. Um. Also, do you think he said the word mother on more continents than any person in the world? So I think he probably. Um. Had. I don't
1: know. Or does it drop a lot of MFs? So they, no, I mean,
2: just the word mother. I'm not. Oh, saying just MF. singular, like. I I see what you're saying. Mother, you know. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. Also, it's a lost opportunity if he's not saying it in the other countries' languages.
1: I hope he's gone to Antarctica just to sing Mother on the seventh continent.
2: Ooh, yeah. Dude, he could easily get all seven continents. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Last I checked. Yeah, um, I mean, if you believe in the whole continent thing,
1: so yeah, I have a couple funny. We won't, like, won't get into that. Did you ever see the Glenn Danzig buying cat food meme, or can, Glenn Danzig buying kitty litter meme? Is so hilarious. It's no. just like does he have Danzig, cats? Yeah, he's just dancing, walking out of a grocery store, like like just like you said, looking like a normal pudgy short guy with long hair. Um. <laughs> <laughs> with a <laughs> box <calls of>, up <laughs> on the google search <laughs> anyway, it's freaking hilarious and then the other one that's oh, great, pretty great he's on a portlandia sketch about um goths going to the beach <laughs> 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 and then like and fred armison is like to his girlfriend honey you're embarrassing me in front of Glenn Danzig." <laughs> also check that out <laughs> yeah it's pretty great but I was definitely a Danzig fan back in the day. Oh, that was another band I saw. I saw Trivium and Mastodon. Ooh,
2: Mastodon was good a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, I saw Mastodon. Mastodon was really good. They were a lot of fun. Um, Trivium is, like, weird. Old, like, these guys this old and this skinny should not thrash this hard. Like, it's a little scary. I know Trivium. <laughs> yeah. They're not bad. They're not but yeah i'm i'm not much of a metal head but kind of my best friend here is so i'll go to a metal show or two um i'm trying to think of who else i saw but yeah it, it, it was a it was a pretty pretty busy summer um one of the cool things here is uh in grand rapids they have a venue called meyer garden and it's kind of like a mini blossom um, but the cool thing is about it, there's no reserve seating. So if you get there, right it's that, you, you literally go sit in the very front row on the concrete, like next to the stage. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Um, and usually we're like super close. Um, so it, it, it was, it was definitely a blast and I rode bikes a lot. That's well, not as much as I wanted to, but. You Know living in, in West Michigan is, is got its perks, so and I don't think I have any other crazy stories. Um, in, uh, me talking, to, uh, other than us talking about new balances today over text, and uh, I, t- <laughs> I, I sent everybody a picture of my new balances, and um, and then I was like, Yeah, I wanted to put an eight after the end. For Nate and, <laughs> and David texts me back. He says, uh, "What did you say? You said uh, you said Nate, there would be no oh, yeah. women, there would be no women left for the rest of the world if you did that." <laughs> <laughs> it's and true. It, it is true. And with that, uh, we will podcast and a uh, stay tuned for next week, Cavs opener. Uh, or Cavs Open Training Camp, and as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.